Hi, this is Julia. Welcome to I Have Help. Interviews about the support in our lives, the paid and unpaid childcare, housework, and support we utilize to try to make our lives run smoothly. Today's episode, I interview Dr. Steph. Steph is a great friend and GP in Parsons Green. She has a wonderfully informative Instagram that's a great reference for general medical advice, and she also takes the most epic vacations, so she's a great follow for both medical and travel advice. I had such a great time chatting with Steph, and I'm sure I'll try to convince her to come on again to chat about the million kids' health-related questions I, and I'm sure we all have. I hope you enjoy this chat. Hi. Hello. So I'm here with Steph. Steph or Stephanie? Steph. Yeah, Steph, Steph is good. Um, can you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your family? Yes, sure. I was fine. Like, oh my goodness, what do I need to, you know, I need to remember things about myself <laughs> when you introduce yourself. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Stephanie. I'm a mum. I've got two little girls. They are six and three now. Mm-hmm. They turned six and three in April. And I'm a GP. So I live in Southwest London, kind of work in Southwest London. Um, I've been a GP for, gosh, about almost 10 years now, I think. Um, and I also run an Instagram page where I share sort of health-related information for parents um, that I started up about five years ago. And when I do get the time, I also try and run a podcast too <laughs> as well um, with another fellow GP as well. Amazing, amazing. So your girls are a little bit older now, but mm-hmm. take me back to when you were pregnant before you had kids. What was your idea, kind of what was your expectation of motherhood and the help that you would have surrounding that? Good question. I'm trying to cast my mind back to that time because it feels like a, a long time ago. It's, too, it's truly two lifetimes ago. Yeah, so, yeah. Really, yeah exactly. <laughs> two, two different kind of parallels. Um, so I think... I think I knew that my parents, like my in-laws, would be involved somehow. We hadn't spoken about the you know, nitty-gritty, the actual logistics of it, but they had both expressed that they wanted to help and that, well, that they would be there. Yeah. And so, you know, in what capacity, we weren't quite sure, but we knew that they would want to be involved somehow. Mm. But I have to say beyond that, I don't think I really had an idea because mm. I think, especially when you're pregnant the first time, it's just all about the pregnancy, all about what's going on then. You're thinking, how am I going to get this baby out of me as yeah. well? And I just don't think I'd really thought that much about what happens afterwards. That birth seems like the big hurdle. Yeah, exactly. And everything else seems like it'll just yeah. be yeah. easy or fun yeah. or exciting. Yeah, exactly. And I think when I started doing my antenatal classes... Uh, one of the first things that we did was we all sat around in a circle. Everyone had to introduce themselves. But the first question, one of the questions we had to answer was what sort of help are you receiving oh. actually in the first few weeks? You know, what does that look like? And I thought actually that was a really interesting question That's to start question. off with yeah. because, you know, we're really skipping ahead, you know, a few months yeah. and thinking about what happens after baby arrives. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, again, I said, look, my mum's offered to to come and stay and if we want she wants if we want to actually stay in the house that's fine but if we seem to be kind of doing okay they may you know parents may just kind of pop in whenever we need them to or whenever they they're free um but apart from that you know an antenatal class like anything up until like past birth I mean even when they were talking about feeding or yeah changing nappies like you you're kind of engaged a little bit but I feel like I even I as, as you know as a 
GP, everyone's like, you know, you must have known what was going on, but I didn't really. Yeah. Um, I just p- kind of pushed that to the back of my mind a little yeah. bit. I mean, so, even yeah. as a GP, I mean, you learn kind of like like we all do, even if we're reading textbooks, you learn the theory behind something, but yeah. the practice of it is so different. Oh yeah, completely different. That's the thing. I really wanted to try and keep the fact that I was a doctor really quiet, <laughs> but obviously it was the first thing that came out when we were all introducing ourselves and everyone said, but why are you here? And I said, I've never had a child before. It's exactly. completely, it's completely different. So how did you find those first few months with, with either or both girls? Was one more challenging than the other? I would say, I think going from having my eldest, so having the first baby mm. was probably the hardest mm. because it's such a shift in lifestyle. Mm. You know, suddenly your days are dictated by this little person and yeah. feeds and naps and you're recovering physically. There's a lot of mental health things to go through as well. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to just wrap your head around what's going on. And so really for me, when I look back on that time, I think for even for, for both girls, it was um, a bit of a blur. But, uh, but those initial periods actually for both girls looked quite different. Mm. So my eldest, she was born in 2017. So, you know, everything was, was fine. Everything was, yeah. uh, you know, parent, grandparents could come and go as they please. Um, but with my second, uh, she was born during COVID. Mm. So literally sort of first when lockdown. So first, so April 2020. Oh, wow. So I think the whole peak of the first wave was sort of early, end of March, I think yeah. early April. And yeah. then we were in, she was born at the end of April. So it was, it looked very different in terms of setup. And we were even thinking, will my husband be able to be there during the birth as well? Because technically you weren't allowed to yeah. have people come into your house. And so they thought, well, someone would have to come in and look after um, our eldest. Right. So just trying to figure out all of those logistics. And then when we were coming home from the hospital, we felt like we were the most risky ones because we'd been in contact with so many people. Right. And so, you know, we just said to everyone, you know, no visitors for... For, for their sake. Exactly, yeah. for their sake as well. And it was hard, like, you know, when you first have your baby, you want Mm. people to come, people want to come over, you know, family to hold them and and things. And having, not being able to do that was was really difficult. So there was definitely less support um, second time round. Yeah. But equally, my husband was, um, he was furloughed, so he was basically at home. Yeah. um, And, you know, he was there for more of the time he was there for lots more bedtimes and rather than just having the initial two weeks off and then sort of going back to work he was definitely around more as well how interesting so my my eldest was born in november 2019 so i got a couple months of yeah of normalcy but it was a it was a blur it was Mm -hmm. those those very early times and so i found kind of the opposite difficult because with my second I only knew kind of those that early stage in this bubble mm-hmm. of all I could do yeah. was focus on my baby. Yeah. And then with Felix the second time around, yeah. the world was open and people yeah. could come and go yeah. and visitors could come. And so the expectations were a bit different. And yeah. so in a way, I wasn't used to kind of the help mm-hmm. of having anyone in my space yeah. during that time. And yeah. it felt very kind of sacred. And so mm-hmm. I look back on the early days with Fritz kind of really kind of loving that because yeah. it was this forced bubble yeah where with Felix it felt a bit more hectic because yes. the world was open where yours was it was, was the, the yeah opposite. exactly it was the opposite but you're right I think even though parents you know the support wasn't as present physically it was 
I agree. I think the silver lining was that we had so much time together mm. as a four. And, and even because lockdown started before that, so even before the youngest came along, we had that time as a three as yeah. well, which also is special because you think, you know, things are going to change. Right. Um, she's becoming a big sister now. And right. what does that mean for her? What on earth is going through her mind? So, yeah, in, in a way, it also gave us some really nice family time that we wouldn't have had otherwise as a three and as a four. Yeah. So you're in so it's your in-laws. Do they live close by? So no, so both my so both my in-laws are in and my parents are in northwest London. So they wow. live about 15 20 minutes away from each other. So actually to get to us it's not it's not a quick sort of pop around yeah. the corner thing. Yeah. Um it's either my it has mom to be a bit planned. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. My mum will take the tube because she gets um, free travel, which she loves because mm-hmm. she's over sixty. So she she's just it's like I can I can hop on the train and just go anywhere. <laughs> Where do you need me? I'll come. Um, and then my in laws, they'll it's my mother in law, which will sort of help during the week, and she she'll drive in. So yeah. tell me about your setup now with your girls and what how you how you structure that. Yes, so we my mum helps us on. Maybe I should just go through like the working week yeah, almost. Perfect, perfect. So on a Monday, um, I do, we sort of divide and conquer. So I'll do generally all of the drop-offs for my eldest because she's mm. at school now. Mm-hmm. And then my husband will do nursery drop-off because they're in okay. kind of two different directions. Yeah. And then um, Mondays, uh, my uh, I, my husband will pick her up or she'll do an after-school club. Mm. Um, and then he'll generally pick her up on a Monday afternoon on a Tuesday, my mother-in-law comes and she picks her up and then they, she just sort of then picks up my little one from the nursery and starts dinner and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And then in the meantime, I usually arrive home. Um, Wednesday, I have my day off. So I collect my eldest and my little one. On Thursday, my youngest she's not at nursery so my mum basically comes to us on a Wednesday evening Mm. um she stays over and then she's got she's with my youngest for the full day that's amazing which is really nice and then she'll pick up my eldest as well when from school um and then I'll get home about 6 30 ish and then Friday I am not I don't work on a Friday and then I usually have my little one with me as well Mm. but sometimes I have to cover shifts and things so you know it, it varies but generally that's sort of our weekly setup so your eldest is in in real school yes and yeah then exactly and then yes. your youngest is in nursery she's in nursery yeah. so three days a week she's in nursery yes so three full days monday tuesday wednesday and then my mum has her for a day and then i've got her for the other day as well how did you find the shift going from nursery full days to school because nursery generally at least our nursery goes from you can drop off starting at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you can pick up as late as 6 p.m. So yeah. those hours are yeah. really helpful for working parents where yeah. then during this, when they switch to school, mm-hmm. it, it shortens actually. Yeah. And so can I actually don't know the drop off and pickup times for school. What, I think, yeah, I think it will vary. But for us, her drop off is... 820 sort of mm. when the bell rings and we're there being like are we there before the bell after the bell it's usually after the so bell it's a, it's a pretty tight <laughs> drop-off window isn't it exactly so the gates open at 10 past 8 <sighs> and then the bell goes at 820 they sort of line up and then you go they go into the yeah. classroom um so that's like you know one big rush in the mornings but i know some schools it will be 8 30 or maybe yeah. later or earlier and then pick up is 3 15 okay. um and then if you've got an after school club it's 
five like five to four that's mm. when you pick up mm. um so that's for the f- kind of first first few years so yeah. yeah I think the transition was difficult because logistics wise you're thinking how on earth are we going to do this because yeah. if you're yeah if you're, our working day by clinic will finish my afternoon clinic will finish at six mm. and so even though we may have managed before with nursery it's trying to figure out who's going to do what right if i'm working on a clinic day yeah i definitely can't pick them up which is why my mother-in-law will come or my mum, you know has to has to help out as well my husband he's probably a little bit more flexible Mm -hmm. in that he's so he's a gp as well and he does do clinical sessions he doesn't do as many so we've got this family business essentially together and so he does a lot more of the behind the scenes management stuff so on certain days he's just a bit more flexible because he's doing more of the admin exactly so he can kind of do that more flexible about where and when that's done yes yeah exactly so i know that monday sort of his big admin day Mm. um and so but by the time it gets to if she goes into my eldest if she goes into an after school club you know he can get there for four and it's 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 fine. Yeah. Um, the school does offer wraparound care, so you can oh. do breakfast clubs. So you yeah. can drop off as early as seven thirty if mm. you need to, and then the afternoon you can uh, collect at six o'clock as well. So, yeah. if you needed to, we would be able to get by without additional help. additional help. But that is that. I haven't heard of that in every school, so that is a bit unique to where your girls go. Yeah, I think I think it depends. Mm. I think it's I think some schools do do after school clubs, and then they have the wraparound care option as well. Again, it's all extra, you know, paid for. Um, But I think it's I think now. So she's about to go into year two, Mm. and I feel like if I had to leave her an after school club or the wraparound care until six o'clock every day, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't feel too guilty about it. It's that yeah. thing of guilt, isn't she it? She with her friends. Yeah, exactly. But when when they're starting reception, I think it's mm-hmm. such a, it was such a thing that played on my mind um, because I thought, well, everyone else seems to be able to go and pick up at 3.15. Like, yeah. you know, it seems really unfair and, you know, hard on her. It's it's a new school. They're really tired but at the end of the day to then stay in for until like yeah. a few extra hours. Um, so that was the thing. But the funny thing is that one day she came and she said to me, Mommy, she said, why can't I go to super clubs? That's what it's called. Oh, why can't I go to super clubs? So-and-so, they go to super clubs and look so much fun and you won't let me. And I just think it's it's just such a good illustration of, exactly, we put the guilt on ourselves whereas they see it as something that's extra and fun. fun. Yeah, exactly. No, I I did uh, after school clubs growing up and now realizing like that's logistically that made it much easier for my parents yeah. but it was they were the fun things yeah. to do I did tap dancing and yeah. drama and things like that and so it was the extra fun things that you got to do yeah. after school yeah but exactly. it's, it's crazy the kind of the stories we tell ourselves as mothers of kind of like we are failing not maybe not failing but we're giving them less by actually giving yes. them more yes and they perceive it so differently right like yeah. they are seeing it as an, a, a fun thing to yeah. do where yeah. in our mind like this we've we're not able to pick them up at 3 15 exactly when we quote unquote should be yeah but that's not how the kids see it yes yeah exactly i think if you when you look at it through their eyes and if you mm. ask them about it you get a completely different approach it's us yeah, yeah. The, sometimes it's <laughs> We're, we're the, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're the source of our own pain, yeah. which you you can know, and it doesn't actually yeah. make it go away. Yeah. Like it, you still are going to tell yourself those stories. Yeah, 
in that way. Yeah. But what is nice is that at the school that we're at, there are a lot of working parents, um, parents as well. So it's um it's it's very common that you know for, to, for after school clubs to be used or to see a nanny picking up instead of a parent and that's it's kind of nice it's nice to know yeah. um because you don't want to see you almost don't want to see the parents there yeah. all the time because then you think oh my goodness am I doing something wrong yeah or, yeah and but then you also kind of are wondering how they're structuring that yes right? yes what, so true because it's it's not feasible for everyone. No. A lot of people, I mean, for whatever reason, they have different priorities or they have different requirements of their life. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm so curious about mm-hmm. how people structure it because some people do prioritize that pickup. Mm-hmm. And, and I've spoken to people who say the pickup is the most important thing to me. Yeah. And they'll structure their whole life around that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some people are like, it does my Kids don't care if they see yeah. me at pickup. Yeah. You know, other times are more important and that's not necessarily when they're at their best yes. at the end of the day. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we're not going to have quality time from 4 to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, or from 5 to 7 p.m. Like that's kind of the survival yes. hours of yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, so overall, it sounds like you've got a pretty good system for the moment. Do you have any pain points in, in, what, in what you're doing now? Yeah, so I think I, you know, we're very, very lucky to have the help that we do. And if uh, we try and take advantage of it, because my mum does come on a Wednesday night mm. and she's around on a Thursday, she can also stay on a Thursday night. So we'll use that to either meet up with friends or mm. use it as a chance for us two to go out as well if we, if yeah. we you know, if, if we can fit that in. But equally, we realise that we don't have any external help in terms of a reliable babysitter Mm. that we can ring up if we needed to and I think that we really realized that when my dad he passed away in March last year um thank you and and it just he used to come and help with my mum as well and I think it was just that initial that sort of immediate oh my goodness like you don't necessarily know what's going to happen yeah and that's obviously a very extreme case but even if my mum was unwell or yeah. she had an appointment or something important that she had to go to yeah. it's just having that plan b mm. and um when it comes to childcare as well you may not necessarily you know if you needed to get someone in that you're not so familiar with you know needs must sometimes right but in an ideal situation you know the person who's looking after your right. child, your child really well yeah. exactly and they know them as well and especially if it's something for babysitting in the evening yeah. you know it's that that time looking after them during the day is is a whole different it's a whole different ball game right doing the bath and bedtime like yeah you know when they get used to certain people doing that very difficult to then introduce someone external so I think that's what we realize is that we don't we don't have that person and yeah. I don't know how to necessarily go about navigating trying to find that person because you know you kind of think well we've got the setup so it's yeah. okay so why why we why would we rock the boat now yeah. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to kind of, it's not broken. So why are you going to try to fix yeah. it? But at the same time, I, I completely understand. And I think that there's a lot of options uh, for you to find good, mm. um, a good backup. Yeah. Um, which, which we can, we can talk about offline. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, um, which I will share with my with the listeners, but I think I've, um, I, I think that there's a lot of opportunities to have kind of to introduce it in a, because that's what we've done quite a bit, mm-hmm. is kind of introduce 
people so that we have kind of a little bit of a roster yes. of people, but yes. none of them are kind of the end-all, be-all. Yeah. We, have, we have our old nannies who are both mm-hmm. very trusted by both our kids and mm-hmm. by us. And then we have a, couple, a handful of babysitters mm. that are available for the, mm-hmm. for the emergency situation. Yeah, but I thing. think that having at least kind of one or two people mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable, at least that you trust in your space yeah. with your kids. Yeah. Um, but that does take time. Exactly. And it does take effort. And you do have to kind of get it. Yeah. And then you're giving up that. But I think what you have right now is is so ideal because the relationship your kids have with your with your in-laws and with your mom yeah. is, is so important. Yeah. Um, and that time is is precious. Yes. And so to maximize that yeah. is, is completely what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, so is there, um, we kind of went through it if you would do anything differently, but is there anything that you purposefully outsource? So yes, so we have a cleaner mm. and she comes, she initially came once a week before and then I think we increased on well, after, after kids. Um, she yeah. comes twice a week now, yeah. um, which is just, uh, I, yeah, I couldn't do it without her. She's actually away at the moment for a couple of weeks and I'm feeling, I'm really feeling it. Um, and yeah, I, I think growing up, we didn't have a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's just kind of a different thing and, and culturally as well growing up here, I think mum just kind of did everything. Yeah. And so it was a very new concept. For me mm-hmm. and but we started having clean even before we got married i think because we were both you know Working. doctors yeah. training exactly kind of shift work as well so it was just a really difficult thing to keep up with and yeah it's just it's uh, yeah we love her we love her so much and i think it's so needed because i can't i can't do things as well as she can yeah. and also it takes me it would take me a lot longer Absolutely. and i think sort of looking at that you know that time as well are you going to spend two three hours um you know doing certain jobs around the house or can you are you able to outsource it and make that your priority in order to free you up to be able to do other things yeah I, I agree. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a horrible cleaner and this house would be a disaster if it yeah. weren't my amazing. Yeah. We actually did ask her because she, we realized, we, we asked her to babysit for us one mm. night actually when um, it was a sort of last minute thing and my mum wasn't free. And uh, my friend actually who we were trying to meet up with, she suggested, she said, well, we've used yeah. our um, old cleaner before, you know, would that be an option? I thought, actually, yeah, because the kids are so familiar with her. They know right. her so well. She knows the kids. We trust her. And so she did it for an evening. We'd already, we put the little one to bed, but then she stayed up. My eldest one, she just wanted to stay out. So she did some coloring with her. And then yeah. she did these amazing crafts when I came home. I was like, oh, wow, what's, <laughs> what is this? Um, and then she put it to bed and said she was That's fine. Amazing. So That's great. that was yeah. That was a bit of a revelation. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, if we, again, that's, she's sort of, uh, yeah, a, a bit of a plan B. I know it's not her, her job necessarily to do, but, yeah. But did, did she enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. compared to, you know, she has to come to our house normally and, you know, it was working really hard. Yeah. And actually, after bedtime, she could sit, sit. and chill and yeah. watch some TV. I mean, truly, the kind of post-kids going to sleep, bedtime uh like the babysitters that gig is because yes. I, I, that's what i did in high school i yeah. was a nanny and i also did a lot of babysitting yeah and that was the best because you just got paid to watch tv yeah. and be because a lot of times if the kids are settled mm-hmm. 
and if they're good sleepers, all you're doing is being a body in the mm-hmm. house, right? And so it is. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice relaxing. Yeah, exactly. After the end of a of a longer day. Yeah. Um. So I've got some ran- more random questions for you. So what's the yes. best holiday that you've been on as a family, and what was that setup like? Good question. So I think the one that sticks out is we went to this place called the Almira, Almira mm-hmm. Hotel in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. And we did it for an October half term. And it was just us four. Um, we didn't have any grandparents um, with us. But it was just such a lovely holiday. It was so nice. I think the hotel itself was super kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And I'd had recommendations from a few other friends as well. You know, one um, family that they go there like every year. Um, the so it was you know even small things like at the um, breakfast buffet in the morning they have the IKEA plates and yeah. cutlery yeah. and they have a little kids um, buffet area as well yeah. that they can go and choose stuff from so just little things like that they have the they had the IKEA high chairs and I think you know when you go to these places and they have those big square wooden ones with the two red and white yellow balls and you just think who has made this decision no clearly no one has children because these are the worst high chairs ever so if I spot an Ikea high chair I'm like you know what you're doing um and the pool was amazing so they had two pools which I thought was a good idea they had a kid pool and then an adult pool the kid pool was set at like 30 degrees it was so warm so and it had a huge shallow area that then got into a deep area so you could the kids could literally spend like two hours in yeah. there, no problem. Uh, there are lots of different restaurants that you could go to as well. The we got connecting rooms, so um, the little one slept in her cot, and the eldest she always just jumps into bed with us usually. Yeah. And it was just yeah, it was lovely. And also because of the time of year, I think Cyprus can obviously get quite hot, but October yeah. time of year it was like high twenties, so it wasn't too hot. And it was just a really nice holiday, like really relaxing. We actually managed to chill out. They have a really good kids club there. Mm. And our eldest, she actually hadn't done any kids clubs up to that point. And we sort of floated the idea to her. And she was like, yeah, maybe. But we thought, actually, we're not really doing much during the day. We, yeah. you know, she can sit with us. And, you know, we. it was nice just to spend time with her. But then one day she saw the kids club going like a they're going past the swimming pool for something. It's just like, I'm missing it. I'm missing the kids club. And we thought, okay, do you want to, do you want to go? She said, yes. So we managed to get her in because it was actually really oversubscribed the kids club. So if you're going, you have to usually book in advance before you go the days because it's just so popular. Um, but she managed to get it. Yeah, exactly. Really good. Um, and I saw them even with like really little babies as well. So they, you know, are kind of great with all age groups. And she went, she had a great time. She spent the, she spent a day in kids club and we felt a bit lost to be honest because yeah. we thought what on earth do we do that's how that's how we were we went to we went to Sardinia and we loved the place and we kept thinking you know that there was a kids club then then I was like I don't know what we're gonna do differently yeah if, if our kids aren't with us and yeah it's a bit more exhausting with the kids with mm-hmm. with you but the setup of the hotel was so ideal mm-hmm. that the days kind of felt pretty natural yeah. and yeah. I think when our when my sons will get a little bit older and maybe they'll just want to be around kids a bit more but Mm -hmm. they're still young enough that they want to be with us and we kind of want to be with them but I can see that eventually being with your parents Mm -hmm. on holiday will be (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) exactly they'll want to do the the activities doing the activities and that will be yeah 
more yeah. more enticing. Because I actually I love going away with the kids because mm-hmm. even though the day to day it's still you know you do have organization logistics but there's just less of it and because you generally don't have to worry about being at places on time um you know the morning rush to get ready everything is just a lot more relaxed you Mm. don't have to think about going to work and coming back or trying to fit in other things around it i feel like because that mental load is less um the, the time with them is just so much better yeah as well so especially on those sort of chilled holidays i i really enjoy it we did go to recently we went to portugal and we had like 24 hours in lisbon mm-hmm. which was ah. incredible yeah. love lisbon but also i realized that a city break at the moment with the two of them is not something that i would book anytime soon and because... i'm glad you put that caveat on your instagram because <laughs> i was like this looks like the dream like, this looks so great i'm gonna yeah. book a city holiday and then you yeah. like made a very specific caveat like yeah. this was exhausting yeah exactly it was just 24 hours yeah. but it's because a city break generally is exhausting isn't it like yeah. i think of when we used to go and you're just out you leave the hotel or leave wherever you are and you're out the whole day and then but the kids they need that chill time or you yeah. kind of both you all need that chill time in the middle of the day so unless you're gonna go you i think go but you would just make peace out. with the fact that you're not going to do as much so you uh, go to one thing in the morning and then come back to the hotel chill time in the afternoon yeah. um yeah and even like logistically lisbon's very hilly like cobblestones mm. the old town is beautiful but it's up at the top of this massive walk and so we're like how on earth are we gonna get there the, yeah. like and the eldest like she'll walk but she's the not pram. gonna walk that far yeah and then the pram like on old yeah street yeah on the pram was not good so actually yeah they have all these tuk-tuks now which i think is just quite a clever concept mm. and works for even you know elderly people as yeah. well so we just all got in one and just then it tired just around. yeah tired <laughs> tourists exactly. i was like this is a great way to get around yeah um and just kind of get a vibe and, and feel of it oh that's amazing yeah um so lastly what is your oh, yes. guilty pleasure to unwind so if my husband is say out for the evening what i do really enjoy doing is i always make the same thing for dinner Mm -hmm. i make this uh like avocado pasta Mm -hmm. like mash up avocados garlic a bit of pesto salt and then just stir it into warm pasta i don't know why it's just like my thing that i make when he's not at home it's so funny when my (laughs) husband isn't home i eat like plain black beans with plantain <laughs> chips and avocados I, I don't even know if he realizes that like that is like my meal yeah. like, he is away I like that is the only thing I will eat but it's odd it's like I know it's he probably funny, would it? enjoy it but I yeah. will, like not make it for him yeah that's like, my home meal yeah I, th- I started doing a while ago and then I think I only told him recently I said you know this is I have this all the time and he's like what we've never had it before and I don't know what yeah and then I'll sit in front of the tv and I'll probably put something very trashy on like, like what selling sunset nice. um real housewives of beverly hills like just, uh below deck like yeah. it's just although i did Bravo. get my husband into below deck as I, well my husband got into below deck as yeah. well we watched it for a while but then it took a tur- it got a bit dramatic and i think uh <laughs> the hannah season when she was getting in trouble oh, i kind of yeah, was like yeah. i a bit too much. A bit too much. Over the top. Like, it just seemed mean, spirited. Yeah. And I, yeah. I find that with the housewives, too. Like, I enjoy watching it for bits. And then when it gets a bit mean-spirited, I kind of have to yes. exit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can sort of then do other 
things as well and have it on in the background. Yeah. But I think mindless TV. I mean, my husband is yeah, he's horrified by the caliber of TV that I watch. He was because you know he's very much into drama and you yeah. know thrillers, and yeah. I think. I feel like I've been on the go the whole day. The yeah. last thing I need is to have my heart rate pushed up even more yeah. by something that I'm watching. I just want to, like you said, mindless TV, yeah. something kind of fun to look at. Like yeah. Selling Sunset, it's I love how ridiculous the outfits are. a bit outfits silly. Are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a bit of like just kind of superficial gossip or something. Yeah. So yeah, that is what, like that is what I enjoy. Like a low stakes drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I'm a big, uh, <laughs> I'm a big Bravo fan. So I, <laughs> yeah. That is my very guilty. But I don't actually watch as much Bravo. I listen to a lot of Bravo podcasts. Oh, okay. Um, just, uh, and then I kind of decide if I'm going to watch the show based on how the podcast, like how people I respect yeah. have talked about it. And then oh, I'll decide okay. if I want to watch it. I will. Okay. I'm start tuning into the podcast as well oh yeah that, there's some there's some great ones um well thank you so much so i did i wanted to circle back before because um yeah. when you said you were looking so one of the things i would say recommend is to utilize bubble yeah so bubble is a great um a great resource to kind of find people mm. because you can put in i've i found both of my nannies on bubble and i found okay. a bunch of um bunch of babysitters as well Mm -hmm. and I think it's great because it's like a dating app for babysitters Mm -hmm. and so you can kind of read a little bit about them yes and then you can meet them but then so some people I'll have and come and meet for a coffee before doing a sit and then Mm -hmm. say never mind no Mm -hmm. thanks okay and then some people I've met and said okay I want you to clear your calendar and like I want you to be my nanny and so I think that it is a great great resource to kind of put put out there what you would potentially want, especially if you know, you know, I want every Thursday or even just to kind of put it out there for a random Thursday that, and then see, because a lot of the full-time nannies in the area are on there. um, And so they'll list kind of the times that they have available. So there's Mm -hmm. some great people on there. There's, there's some not so great people as well, but there's some really, really great nannies on there as well. So I would say, if you your housekeeper is an op, an, an awesome option, but mm-hmm. uh, that's another a great way to kind of dip your toe in, yes. and it's low commitment. Yes, you're not using an agency or anything. Yeah. you can just kind of see what's out there, and you can also just put the posting up mm-hmm. and see who's out there, and just yeah. get a read for yeah. how how picky you want to be, and you can put all the different parameters in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, I know a couple of friends who've used it and they yeah, they found either their permanent nanny or a regular nanny through there as well. So I think it's um, an option. Yeah, I think I just need to take the plunge. I think I just thought you had just book them and they turn up and that's it. But yeah, it's no, good to know you can meet them you can, first. And... A lot of, I think that there's an option where they say they're willing to, to meet for a coffee beforehand. Okay. But I found even if they don't have that little tag on, if you, can, yeah. if you say, you know, can you pop by? It might be that they just pop by if they're finishing a job somewhere else yeah. in the area. And then yeah. it's, it's, I think if you wanted to meet them and have them do like a test session, yeah. then obviously you would want to pay them. But yeah. if you just wanted to come and say like, I want to see you in person and yes. have a coffee and yeah. say hello, yeah. then they all seem very, very okay. willing to do that. Yeah. So it's a great, to have it's a great app. app. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming by and oh, chatting with me. Do, do, is there anything me. else that you wanted to, to talk about? No? I think so. I think we covered a lot of everything, yeah.
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been actually been really, really nice to have this chat as well. Thank and just you. Just kind of, yeah, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel like everyone kind of like wants to talk about it a bit more. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to I Have Help. If you've enjoyed this episode, hit follow or subscribe and please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love feedback, so please tell me how I'm doing. You can find me on Instagram at I Have Help. And if you're interested in being on the show or participating in any way, drop me a DM or fill out the survey at the top of the profile. Thanks again. Chat soon. Chat soon.